This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Of course, we will take your calls about anything. That's the point of the show. Meantime, we'll bring up stuff that you might find interesting, like global cooling. Right, Mark? What's going on? (laughs) Or what was going on? Yeah, this is from Forbes.com. It's called The Fiction of Climate Science. By Gary Sutton. How many of you are too young to remember? I'm not. I remember this. But in 1975, our government pushed the coming ice age. Now, I was born in 1971, so the way I remember it is kind of, uh, you know, a little skewed. But I remember a book that was in the bathroom that stayed in the bathroom a very long time uh, that my mom had on sort of global cooling and why it was coming in the 70s and how we would have the new ice age. Random House dutifully printed the weather conspiracy, coming of the new ice age. This may only, uh, may be the only book ever written by 18 authors. <laughs> All 18 lived just a short sled ride from Washington, D.C. He's making the case here that, uh, that this was pushed, uh, that in 1975 our government pushed the coming ice age. So, um, you know, it, it kind of made me wonder here. Newsweek fell in line and did a cover issue war- uh, warning us of global cooling and uh, 1975 and April the 28th issue, and the New York Times on August the 14th, 1976, reported many signs that uh, many signs that Earth is headed for another ice age. <laughs> okay, you say that's the media, but what did our rational scientists say? In 1974, the National Science Board announced it's a consensus. During the last 20 to 30 years, world temperature has fallen irregularly at first, but more sharply over the past decade. Judging from the record of the past. Uh, interglacial ages, the present time of high temperatures should be drawing to an end, leading into the next ice age. You can't blame these scientists for sucking up the feds. Uh, now, what did they do? They call for more cars on the road, more cows farting. I mean, what did they call for as a result of that? Or were they just trying to scare people? I think they were just letting people know that the world is going into another ice age. I see. I, I don't recall anyone, uh, you know, claiming at that point that the that. The, the humans were doing it, but maybe they got an idea from that. I you don't wouldn't know. be able to recall very much. I mean, how old no. were you at that time? You get well. I, I saw an in search of with Leonard Nimoy that was about global cooling. They had it on the History Channel. So, I've I, I think you can still acquaint yourself with the idea even if you weren't around for the you know mid seventies. Oh, I'm sure you can. I'm just. You know. Mark made it sound like he was paying attention back then, and he wouldn't well, have been able to. I was paying as much attention as one could at five. Right. You can't blame these scientists for sucking up the Fed's mantra du jour. Scientists live off grants. Remember how Galileo recanted his preaching about the Earth revolving around the sun? He, of course, was about to be barbecued by his leaders. Today's scientists merely lose their cash flow. But threats work. In 2002, I stood in a room of, of the Smithsonian. One entire wall charted the cooling of our globe over the past 60 million years. This was no straight line. The curve had two steep dips followed by leveling. There were no significant warming periods. Smithsonian scientists inscribed it uh, across some 20 feet of plaster with timelines. Last year I went back. That fresco was painted over. The same curve hides um, behind smoked glass, shrunk to three feet, but showing the same cooling trend. 
hey, why should the Smithsonian put its tax-free status at risk? If the politicians decide to whip up public fear in a different direction, get with it, oh ye subsidized servants. Downplay the embarrassing old chart, and maybe nobody will notice. Sorry. Wait, what did they do to the, the, to the chart? Well, they uh, apparently got it uh, shrunk it, uh, basically. So it's still there. They just kind of minimized it a bit. So he says, yeah. behind smoked glass. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't been there. I haven't looked at it. Yep. I don't know. Just was trying to understand what he was saying. Yeah, that's all. It's, a jo- it's the job of elected officials to whip up panic. Then they get reelected. Their supporters fall in line. Um, Al Gore thought he might ride his global warming crusade back towards the White House. If you saw his movie, which opened showing uh, cattle on his farm, you start to understand how shallow this is. The United Nations say that cattle, farting and belching, methane, create more global warming than all of the SUVs in the world. Even more laughably, Al and his camera crew flew first class for that film, consuming 50% more jet fuel per seat mile than coach flyers, while his Tennessee mansion sucks up as much carbon as 20 average homes. Well, he can't be expected to sit back with all the little people. Yeah. His PR folks say he's carbon neutral due to some trades. I'm unsure of how that works. But trades? Well, he's traded carbon credits. Whatever the hell that means. I still don't understand what that means. Well, I, I figure I'm covered. I've got 11 acres of trees, so nobody can. I can do whatever I want. I'm carbon covered. I actually have the trees themselves. And I have enough trees, I could probably rent some trees out to you. Would you like to be carbon neutral, Ian? I don't care. But, you, I mean, you aren't going to be carbon neutral. I need, I'd like to rent my trees. Well, wait, how are they going to tax you on this carbon tax thing anyway? I mean, do Let's you, talk about do renting you know? my trees. The carbon tax? Yeah. Uh, well, as I understand it, it's essentially you're going to have to pay for the privilege to pollute. So if you're, say, an, uh, a plant producing automobiles and you release a certain amount of greenhouse gases during the manufacturing product, mm-hmm. y- there will be a certain market for carbon credits. And so you they're going to go after the manufacturers, not necessarily the well, users. They're, they're gonna, right. They're going to go after anybody, pr- produce any significant business that's producing any kind of CO2 emissions or greenhouse gas emissions. So and you're then the costs will you're gonna, be passed on. Right. You're going to have to pay to burn fossil fuel, essentially. Got it. So and, they're and not coming they, after me personally, then, is what you're saying. Well, it's, it's essentially a VAT tax on energy. Right. So you'll be paying it. You'll just pay it. On, it'll, it'll just get paid up on the line. And then if you want right. to consume it, it's, in, it's inside the price. But I'd really rather talk about renting my trees out to you. No, that's okay. Okay. His PR folks uh, say he's carbon neutral due to some trades. I'm not sure of how that works, but maybe there's a tribe in the Sudan that can't have a campfire for the next hundred years to cover Al's energy gluttony. I don't know. Um, I'm just not sophisticated enough to know how this stuff works, but I do understand he flies a private jet when the camera crew is gone. The fall of Saigon in the 70s may have distracted the shrill pronouncements of the imminent ice age. Science's prediction of a... I saw him in a video getting into a um, like an SUV-style van. You'd think he would have been hopping into one of those Prius things. Or, he should or ride a bike. should be walking. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, Maybe get a Segway. Science Magazine predicted a full-blown 10,000-year ice age came from wow. its uh, March 1, 1975 issue. The Christian Science Monitor observed that Armadillo... It could happen. It could, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but I mean, then, then we should get about the business of warming the globe, shouldn't right. we? Uh, the Christian Science Monitor observed that armadillos were retreating south from Nebraska to escape the global cooling in its August the 27th, 1974 issue. Mm. That armadillo uh, caveat seems remis- reminiscent of today's tales of polar bears drowning due to glaciers disappearing. Well, scientists 
March, the drumbeat of grant money. It, at least trees don't lie. Their growth rings show that what's happened no matter uh, which philosophy is in power. Tree rings show a mini ice age in Europe about the time Stradivarius crafted his violins. Chilled alpine spruce gave him tighter woods so the instruments sang with a new purity. But England had to give up the wines that Romans cultivated while on our uh, while our globe cooled. Switching from grapes to colder weather gains um, and leaning to take the comfort of beer and whiskey and ales. Many centuries. I'm sorry, late. that sentence didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it didn't make much sense to me. Switching from grapes to colder weather grains, not gains, grains, and learning to take uh, uh, comfort with beer, whiskey, and ales. I, my computer's moving funny, and so it's hard hmm. for me to see. Many centuries later, during a global warming uh, period, Greenland was green, and so it stayed and was settled by Vikings for generations until global cooling came along. Leif Erikson even made it to Newfoundland, his shallow draft boats perfect for sailing and rowing up rivers to conquer villages, wouldn't have stood a chance against a baby iceberg. These sustained temperature swings all before the evil economic beliefs of oil consumption suggest that there are factors at work besides humans. Today, as I pick out these words, the Weather Channel is broadcasting views of a freakish and early snow falling on Dallas. And it did. The Iowa State Extension Service reports that the record corn crop expected this year will have unusually large kernels thanks to relatively cool August and September temperatures. Well, now, aren't the, the, the global warming people essentially claiming that it's not global warming, it's global climate change? Yeah, it's... Any time anytime the temperature changes, they can claim well, it's man's they, fault? They, they've already had to soften their position because they understood that it was difficult to show any kind of a real warming trend. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves, 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include live streams. We have a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam which is available via two webcam providers. Plus, we've got the brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines. All of that is for you there free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the, that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com get the real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. And as a matter of fact, that's where I found this story. It's FreedomsPhoenix.com. Mark, you started the show out tonight with a story from Forbes that was going uh, back into the 70s. Uh, Returning back into a few decades ago to talk about how back then the government and its lackeys 
were promoting the idea of an ice age coming about and that everybody should be very, very frightened because the ice age is coming. And, of course, I'm sure government was promoted as the uh, solution somehow to it. It's not really explained in the story as to uh, how that would be, but we certainly know that the government is being promoted as the solution to the so-called global climate change today. Well, it, I've, I've heard this uh, this message uh, from politicians recently, and uh, Rahm Emanuel's name comes to mind, is never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. Maybe they figured that out and then, you know, sort of saw the opportunity with uh, climate change or something like that. Right. There, there's always something, right? There's always some some specter of destruction that is just around the corner that we some kind of crisis like you say that we need the government for if it weren't for the government then uh, we would never have had the wonderful society that we have today we would be a uh, you know poor third world nation without the uh, the government the government is so great so whether it's the ice age or global climate change or communism or terrorism or drug dealers or whatever there's always something out there, right? Or the Japs, or the Gooks, or whatever. There's some sort of enemy. There's some thing around the corner that... Or just some group that the government wants to pit you against for their own purposes. Yeah, whether it's a group or just something that you can't feel like you can't control, feel like that it's bigger than you, uh, that you have no uh, control over. But the government is bigger than you, too, and they are there to protect you. Thank goodness we have this uh, United States federal government looking out for us. It's Don't worry, God. citizens, you can sleep safely at night. Yes, it's, it's, it's the communist God. Um, that's the, essentially, that was what the, the line was from the United States government back when we were fighting the commies. Those godless commies believe their government is God, and, well, Really, what do we have now? A government that can solve all your problems. Well, if it can solve all your problems, it can take all your freedoms. It can uh, even make jobs, too. Oh, did you have more that you wanted to share? Oh, yeah, this, this keeps on going on. Um, did you want to continue with it? Yeah, the, if you like the, it. The, sure. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Um, the, the author here continues with his uh, tirade against uh, you know, global uh, climate change, and he, he made some very good, a very good case about how several scientific organizations talked about the coming ice age back in the 70s. And, um, you know, maybe it's not the consensus as it is today, but then again, science wasn't as thoroughly funded by the government back in the 70s as it is now either. So I think that there's, um, you know, that that's something needs to be looked at. I'm sure the data that these scientists use by and large is pretty good data and that most of them believe whatever it is that they believe. I just, I, I always question motives and uh, you know how people are incentivized, and they have well, to they have to make a good case as far before I'm going to go for this whole glo- global. Regardless of how good their data is, what they're they're looking at data trends over say 150 years tops of actual measurable climate records. So they don't actually have a long enough time frame to establish whether there's climate change going on that's outside of the natural variation or not. And previously, these same scientist folks were saying that the globe is cooling, and here's the charts to prove it. So now they're saying the globe is warming, here are the charts to prove it. Well, even if you do go for, as you say, Mark, well, you need more information before you'll go for global climate change. Even if you were to go for it and believe that man is actually having some kind of an effect on the climate of the Earth, that doesn't mean that the conclusion you'll reach about what to do is the same. So even if you were to be a believer in that, that uh, let's let's say it's true. Let's say that uh, that all the various different little devices and cars and stuff like that and the cows and all, it's all having an effect somehow on uh, on how warm the planet is. Then okay, 
Well, I would think the people on this show would support solutions that have to do with the marketplace and, sure. and voluntary solutions. And I don't and think the government, uh, even if even if we knew for certain that uh, man was causing global climate change, that the government would be the best organization to take care of that issue. Uh, that, that's certainly what I I believe. But I also am I'm skeptical of global climate change going on at all. I'm also of the right. opinion that I, I like the idea of believing what scientists say. I don't get a lot from scientists, and I think that they're really terrible communicators as far as getting their data out there, um, that it has to go through several layers of, of journalists in order to get to me, and then, and then you know, what's the journalist's agenda? I don't right. know. Uh, well, yeah, and when you have a journalist or a news agency reporting on something like global climate change, they want to keep people tuned in. You don't want people leaving when the ad break starts. You want them to hold through, hopefully, to catch the next segment. And if you lead people to believe that we're all going to die because of glo global climate change and that there's something that can be done about it, then people are going to stay tuned because they want to hear what you have to say next. If you say that there is a climate shift going on, apparently, we're not really sure, and we don't really know what's causing it, people don't find that interesting. They want people want answers and they want it all wrapped up in a nice little package. That's what they pay their politicians for, right? Yeah, answers. And, and they want to believe that something's being done beyond that. And the government is very good at posturing itself as though it's doing something when, in point of fact, all it's going to do here is tax certain businesses to the point where they might not be able to to do business or go out of business or something like that. If you look at the marketplace, you'll see a tremendous trend towards green this and green that. Yes, huge. And so that's not because the government has mandated that businesses go green. It's because the business has perceived that, hey, this green stuff's pretty popular. We need to go ahead and uh, be green. So they're some of it's to that way, themselves. and some of it isn't. Um, some of it's due to tax incentives the government set up. Um, that they, oh, really? Yeah, a lot of it is. But that doesn't mean but that... But they market themselves. They, they, but if it was just about taxes, the they wouldn't foothold, be marketing it. The foothold of uh, green cars took place before government incentives really came along. So the Honda Insight that got 70 miles to the gallon, which then they remodified after they changed their test that made it was way too easy for it, down to like 50 miles to the gallon. Um, and I'd also like to point out that the Geo Metro back in the 90s got close to that if you got the manual transmission and it had no uh, it had no batteries or anything in it that uh, God knows what you'd do with these batteries. It was a once very, very light car. It was, it was yes. in a Geo Metro. Yeah. It's, it's, I believe it was a three-cylinder in some cases, wasn't it? Yeah, it was wow. a three-cylinder, yeah. It's a, That's like a lawnmower, right? Uh, Almost? It, <laughs> Almost, close, right? Yeah. Lawn lawnmowers are two, aren't they? I well the displacement one. yeah I mean the displacement on a on a Geo Metro is probably a lot more than your standard yeah, lawnmower. Yeah, shows what I know about cars. Yeah, it'd be a powerful engines. lawnmower, but it doesn't change the fact. I didn't even get to, to, to finishing up fine. the story. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We may share some more uh, highlights here in a moment, and of course take your calls about whatever's on your mind at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to comment on this or bring up absolutely anything. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, 1 800 259 9231. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features free. So enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up. Keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And tar- take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy inside of your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. That's startpage.com. All right. We continue with your calls going on screen to the AMP lines. You're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? This is Kurt from Michigan. How are you tonight, gentlemen? Great. What's on your mind, dude? Well, um, first off, I'd like to thank Mark for the wonderful compliment that he paid me during my last call. What was that? Um, The last... Well, the last time I was talking about prevention. Shoot. Oh, and he's on a cell phone. Tell you what, Kurt, we're going to try you back. Meantime, we're going to Scott in Massachusetts. Scott, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Good evening, uh, Ian, Nick, and Mark. How are yes, you? Sir. Good, good. good. What's uh, up? I've never been so disillusioned as an American. I don't even know where to begin. I guess I'll begin at the beginning. This stimulus money, trillions of dollars. Uh, let me see if I got this straight. The American taxpayer bailed out these greedy banks, Goldman Sachs. Uh, Chase Manhattan, City Group, so on. Mm-hmm. So now we're broke, and now these greedy bankers, I know you get annoyed with me, but not all of them, a lot of them are Jewish, Forget and, and, and they've stolen our money. <laughs> now we're, we're, we're in the poorhouse. People can't pay their mortgages, can't pay their bills. So now they end up living off the fat of the land, and we're broke. And that, that doesn't even add up to the trillions being squandered in Iraq and Afghanistan for a war that, that's, that, that's going down a rat hole. So our country's going to hell in a handbasket. Our people, unemployment is skyrocketing. Food stamps are skyrocketing. The whole country's falling apart. Our country is... is, is you know, Scott, if you, if, you wouldn't, if you wouldn't interject the little uh, comments about Jewish people into your, uh, into your calls, and there have been some calls where you have completely avoided it, uh, then you, would, you wouldn't lose credibility almost instantaneously. And what you have to say is fairly accurate, with the exception of, you know, just throwing in the comment about some of them are Jews. Some okay. of them are Jews. That may we be true. But I we can also police. say that some of the most nicest people I've ever met in my life are also Jews, and they're not part of some vast international banking conspiracy what or any I mean kind that of is, conspiracy. What I mean that is like George Soros. I, I, people, he's done so much harm to this country. Uh, Where can Scott go off? that he can meet up with some nice Jewish people uh, and maybe, you know... Temple. Yeah, just shock shock him to the core that these are not uh, a group of people that is meeting secretly to try to take over the world. Well, I mean, the the fact of the matter is that a lot of Jews uh, were forced into the banking and finance industries in Europe, but more or less because well, they were pushed towards it because a lot of Christians at the time didn't believe it was right to handle money. It was considered a dirty job. It was considered a dirty job to be a money changer Hmm. and somebody who made interest. APAC is another American Israel. I gotta be honest with you, and I can't lie to you. When I see these boys at Walter Reed Hospital with no arms and no legs, I do blame the I do blame the aid we gave to Israel. I, do I didn't blame give the any Ameri- aid to anybody. Please don't include me in that. I've given money to the United Way locally here, but I've certainly not given well, any money. Well, to I don't them. mean you per se. 
I mean the United States government. Okay, so make it clear. railroaded by the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee. Now we're sucked into Afghanistan, Iraq. You know what they're trying to do, don't you? They're trying to encircle Iran. It won't be long till we're in war with Iran. And then when that day happens, our military is stretched so thin. So I don't know what's going to become of this nation, gentlemen. And that's oh, it's, even it's doomed. I mean, all, all nations are doomed. They don't survive beyond usually a couple Empires hundred years. crumble. Yeah. You said it. The American empire is on its way out. And our nation is, is a police state. I, I heard your, your last night, uh, I don't know if you all of you were on, but uh, I heard where some, one of your members said that he was a Navy SEAL, I think it was, was it Mark? And that they no. came to his home and they... Right there. And, no, we were you? reading an email from one of our listeners. And, and uh, we do have a police state. And I'm going to tell you something. I see it on the roads. Uh, it, you, it doesn't, let's, let me leave you listeners with a thought. It doesn't take much to step out of line in this state where I come from, Massachusetts, in this country, a knock on the door, and I, I'm sure your listeners, I don't want to get off subject, but if you bring your thing to CVS or Walgreens or whatever, you take a picture of your child in the bathtub, some moron who's developing it gives it to the authorities. Oh, this is child pornography. You can sure. have the authorities on your doorstep. This country it is happens. going to hell in a handbasket. Everything's crazy in this nation. And I'm going to tell you something else. Freedom of speech will be the next thing that will be the next casualty with political correctness and everything. So I've never hated I don't know. being an I, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting prediction, Scott, but it doesn't matter if a f- speech is free or not, really, as long as people keep paying taxes, don't you think? Yes, I suppose. But I'm just – let me just say, when, you, when these boys are fighting for Iraq, in Iraq and Afghanistan and they come home with no legs – and they're fighting for Goldman Sachs and trillionaires on Wall Street that have stolen, raped, that's the word, they've raped this nation, phony politicians. I'm going to tell you, if I had a son, I'd send him the hell up to Canada. I wouldn't have him shed a, a drop of his blood for this country. America's rotten. Well, it's luckily rotten they haven't the brought court. the draft back yet, but that may, be, so that may be a pretty safe prediction. I thank you, Scott, for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Uh, there certainly have been some hints, I would say, over the, the last decade that... They've been talking about bringing the draft back. Uh, the draft boards have been – they've been working on restaffing them. It wouldn't really take very much, I don't think, for them to take that leap. I think what, no. what would lead them to make that decision, they probably wouldn't institute a draft just because, but if there was another pretext to go to war, say with Iran yeah. or Korea. If Shortage they, of if, troops. If there was another terrorist attack, which would, in the politicians' eyes, essentially necessitate that the United States go to war – then they're going to go to war, and we there simply are not the troops available to fight both the you know Afghanistan, the remaining presence in Iraq, and and all of the other bases around the world, and launch a new offensive. It's just not possible. So they would have to bring a draft into play. They, well, they could do a foreign legion uh, option, which is what uh, France and Spain both have foreign uh, legion, had foreign legion. We, what, current, we currently allow foreigners to serve in the U.S. military. That's correct. Um, but and a lot they, of the people had, in the U.S. military are in fact from places like you know. They're Mexico, pitched, it's pitched Guatemala. as a, a quick path to citizenship, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't imagine. I don't understand why they don't have, uh, you know, recruiting stations on the border. Quite honestly, uh, they might actually. I don't encourage this behavior. I'm just saying. I, it surprises me. It, Wouldn't surprise me. I. It's not that hard to get into the United States from Mexico and not join the U.S. military. 
you just come across the border. You you might have to jump over a fence, but you don't have to give four years of your life. And at worst, you're going to get deported back to Mexico and then come back. So I don't see how if you're from, say, Mexico or one of the countries where you can actually get to the United States fairly easily. I don't think that's a strong selling point. Aren't they don't. Didn't we have a story in the past where. I don't know if it was immigrants or whatever, but judges were giving people who've been busted, and I thought it was for immigration, the the opportunity to to join up uh, with the U.S. military somehow, like as part of their, instead of going to jail. Uh, I don't know if I've heard anything recently on that. I know once upon a time it was not uncommon to be offered military service as an alternative to jail time, especially for you know, generally young people who are... You know, they, they're not hardened criminals, but they, they have had some offense that could put them in jail for a year or two. Well, I mean, just think about how that would be on a uh, somebody who's crossing the border without going through all the paperwork. If they get rounded up, if they get caught and they go in front of some sort of uh, a magistrate or judge or whatever, and the judge says, well, we can send you back to uh, to where you came from. We can, uh, Or if you really want to get into this country, just sign right here. We'll uh, take care of you for four years. You can just go over to Afghanistan and come back, and you'll be uh, on right on your way to being a U.S. citizen. Uh, that might work for some people. It might might just make them think, well, okay, I'd rather just go ahead and do that. That sounds like a safe path or somewhat easy path. You can bring up what you want to control the airwaves. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is you send us 3 bucks a month with any major credit card or PayPal account or some alternative options. We take that money, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And, of course, the more stations we have, the easier uh, the marketing of the show becomes. I just uh, ran some of the numbers today. It was back in early August that we crossed the 50-station threshold. Just this past weekend, we crossed the 60-station threshold. And so that's... Four months. Quick, yeah. It's quick months. from 50 to 60. Now, I can remember it was only from about a year. 40 to 50 was a long stretch, though. Yeah, it was only about a year ago where it took about a year to get 10. Mm-hmm. So we're, we've gotten 10 in four months now, which is quite a bit faster. Well, we actually um, had gotten more than that for that, that year, year, year. We lost some stations, too. Yeah, well, so. they, 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 come, they come and they go. I mean, they do. It, it's interesting that Free Talk Live has been around since 2002, and some of the stations that we've been on just... They haven't lasted that long. So. Yeah, happens. Yep, that's just the way it is. Uh, but, hey, thanks to everybody who's a Free Talk Live amplifier, and you can join the ranks and get yourself access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. The Smoking Vegan is on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Ian, Nick, Mark, what's up, guys? What's on your mind? Well, I called because I have a, well, you know, actually this is kind of from Mark. He's got, he's got the, uh, the little boy at home. I've got a couple daughters. 
And my eight-year-old recently called me out on a, an issue of principle, which is you know, being honest. Hmm. And she said, you know, uh, she found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. Uh-oh, how'd she find that yeah. out, her friends? Uh, you know, kids at school, right? You know, uh, she found out from kids at school that, hey, you know, Santa might not be real. Some of the kids still believe that it is. And she called me out on it. She asked me, hey, is Santa real? And, of course, I had to come clean and say, yeah, you know, Santa is real. But before that time, <laughs> I kind of, I, I, I'm sorry, I said Santa isn't real. But before that time, I said Santa was real because mom was conditioned to believe that part of Christmas is believing that Santa Claus is real. Wait, because mom was? Right, because mom was brought up with the belief that part of Christmas is an integral part of Christmas is Santa Claus. So you're, you're, what you told your daughter was that the reason we had lied to you is because mom said we should, not because it was oh, no, big no, brave no, guy no, I you would are. Never do that. <laughs> Boy, she she would she would cut me off at the you know, talk about the, uh, the 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 ball tapper there. That would that would certainly take place. No, I would never tell her that the, her mom uh, convinced me to lie to her. But I had to come clean and tell her, hey, uh, that, that Santa Claus isn't real, and uh, you know the Easter Bunny's not real, the Tooth Fairy's not real, and she kind of got those really easily. But the Santa Claus thing really broke her up, and she asked me why I lied. And I said, you know what? Um, maybe I wasn't as principled as I am now. And I take it back. I hope that we can be honest together in the future. Hey, Mark, what are you going to tell your boy? You know, I'm, I, I, at this point, I'm preparing to uh, tell him that Santa Claus, you know, to talk about Santa Claus and that kind of thing. I don't know that I'm going to push the, the story too thoroughly, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with your wife on this one that I, I, I am sort of of the opinion that Santa Claus is a, an important and fun part of uh, Christmas and, and I don't know that uh, I am prepared to, uh, you know, live a life without Santa or whatever. Ah, oh, it's tough for me to live a life with a little bit, even just a little bit of a lie. I'm a very principled person. So I'm just a little question to those voluntarists, anarchists, and principled libertarians out there. Should you lie to your kids about Santa Claus? I would say no. I think that uh, you can still have fun with gift-giving and receiving and all of that without having to bring in some uh, mystical creature uh, into the mix. And I think, you're, I think that you are correct, Smoking Vegan, that it is inappropriate to set a bad example for your children by concocting stories and lying to them. Yeah, uh, let me get Nick in here on this one. It's an important lesson for children to learn. I feel I, what? I, what? That, San, that people will lie to them in their life because they will. But their own parents? <laughs> oh, I'm well, sure. Hey, I'm sure. Gonna lie about if they're going to lie about government guys and the police or protection and that you know my wife still buys into a lot of those lies. Um, shouldn't I be straight and honest about at least Santa Claus? You know, I, I don't know. Personally, I think that Santa Claus is a, a part of Christmas when you're a young child. I would be in favor of telling your kids when they're fairly young. I think, you know, it's better that they hear it from you than from somebody at school. But Well, I can tell you what. She certainly called me out on right. it. Uh, this is I what I'm curious that. of, is how did this go? What did so she's, like, how did the, the conversation between you and your eight-year-old eight year daughter uh, go That's once right. she, she found out that, uh, you know, Daddy told her lies about Santa? <laughs> it was terrible. It was horrible. She knows me to be a very principled person that I I will not lie and I will not bend regardless of other people people's ethics. I hold mine to be higher than theirs, and I'm not going to uh, bend or, or lie or twist. But only on that one thing that I hadn't mentioned in years, you know, I'd, here's how it went. Basically, I was driving her home from daycare, and uh, she said, Hey, uh, Dad, uh, Jessica told me today that Santa Claus isn't real, and Billy told me too, and uh, is Santa Claus real? Was the was the flat out question, and and at that point, I I just couldn't bring myself to lie to her one more time. I said, uh, no, of course not. Santa's not real. Can you imagine a guy, a fat guy, floating around on a sleigh with reindeer? And she said, no way. And I said, well, then why did you believe the lie? Well, you're my dad. Yep. Ooh. So that made me feel terrible. Yeah, it should have. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's pretty rough. I think the vegan is so, on to something here. I, I think th- Ian's a jolly old elf is what I think. <laughs> Ian is certainly not a jolly elf. He no, might be an elf. He is not. not you know, <laughs> like I, I just I can't believe you're I can't believe you, Mark, are are arguing in favor of being dishonest to your kids. I'm you saying know, the same thing. And you, well, Nick, I think it's, it's a shame. How honest should you be with your kids? If you're going to be honest about your kids with liberty and telling them that, hey, judges, guys in robes, don't you stand up and worship them, men. Don't you ever worship a flag. My daughter doesn't ever put her hand over her heart for the flag. Wow, that's heroic. Worship. Yeah, well, yeah, but she's I mean, only doing simple. it because she's been told to. Well, that you no, have to tell your kids I've something. No, that she can worship whatever she chooses, and if it choose, if she chooses to worship a flag, that's that's okay. But then, what's the real value of worshiping a flag, or therefore putting out cookies for Santa Claus, or therefore putting your tooth under a pillow? I mean, all of those things are a bit of a lie and a well. A, a, I think that the, I think concept. the Santa Claus myth is informative for kids because the fact of the matter is they're going to have to grow up in a society where most people do believe in whether they're institutions or ideas that are pretty much as as fanciful as the myth of Santa Claus. And I think it gives them some understanding of what it's like to have a delusion like that. Well, when I was a kid, um, at some point or another, the, the, the Santa Claus fantasy became a little too much for me, and I figure it was about six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. And I concocted a new one that must more likely be true. There must be a Santa for every town. There couldn't possibly ah. be one for the whole world. I mean, how in the world could this... How, how could somebody get around the entire world in a night? So, well, well, guys, you forget, though, there was a real Saint Nick, this German dude, he used to go around and pass out presents in the sure. whole town. So you can tell the, the history uh, without uh, lying to your children, but my question is this: If I, um, if 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 that were so, if my fantasy as a child were so, then would that guy be Santa Claus? And if so, if you can extrapolate to that point, then am I not Santa Claus when I am doing the Santa Claus stuff ah, in my house? Okay, okay. If I dress up, well, eventually do- it came to that. Eventually, I had to remind her that you know, actually, all those presents you've ever received over the years that you were so thankful to Santa Claus for, well, that was me and your mom, and she kind of liked that. So I guess I am her personal Santa Claus. But I have to hold myself to a to a higher principle and never lie to people. So at this point, I don't know. The question's out there. Should you lie or not? I think it's a great story. I, I'm glad that you shared that with us, and I thank <laughs> yeah. you for the call. Has tonight. your wife ever oh. asked you if, uh, if if she looks fat to you? You know what? I'm quite honest with my wife. I like them pleasantly plump. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just saying there's times in, in life that one probably should just keep one's opinion to oneself. Thanks, dude. Maybe Appreciate so, it. Uh, directly. Thanks for the call, Smoking Vegan. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I guess the turnabout's fair play, though, right? I mean, if you're going to lie to your kids about Santa Claus, you shouldn't be angry at them when they start lying to you, uh, right? They will. Oh, they will lie uh, to yeah. you. Absolutely. I'm just saying you shouldn't be angry because you set the example by lying to them first. Sure. That's right? ludicrous. I, I, I can understand that concept, sure. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm glad Nick's on board with me here. Not, well, you might be ticked off, but I, I, yeah, I can understand. Everybody lies. Do you count Sa- my Santa house, Claus? My rules. Do you count Santa Claus as one lie, or if you've told the lie over and over again, does that count as multiple lies? It's well, I guess you're lying each time you say it, so it's it's probably multiple right because lies. you could choose to tell the truth right. each time. I mean, but look at it this way. I mean, you're you're feeding and clothing your children. You're That's caring true. for them. It seems to me that in some ways you've sort of paid your dues if you want to lie to them about this one magical bad elf karma man. It's at one come back. particular time of the year. I don't think it's. I that wonder big if of people who uh, who tell their kids the truth about Santa Claus and never lie to their kids get lying as much. 
as parents that lie to their kids. Boy, there's some science for you. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. What about those? Uh, somebody mentioned the stimulus earlier this hour. Did you get the numbers on the, the job creation with that? Pretty amazing. We'll share some of those with you here and take your calls about absolutely anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 coming. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We will uh, start things out here this hour. By going right into your phone calls. And coming up, we're going to run some of the numbers for you. I don't know if you've heard these yet, but the statistics on exactly how much the government, federal government, has spent on creating new jobs. Let's go first to your phone calls, though. Kurt is with us in Michigan, and we're going to try him again. Had some cell phone trouble last hour. Kurt, you're back on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. How apropos that as I was speaking about a previous call that dropped, my call dropped. (laughs) Funny how that is. Go ahead. Yes. But I, I was thanking Mark for a wonderful compliment because my, the, the call that I was referencing was when I was speaking uh, about my nephew who was going to become a DEA agent. And then my call dropped, and uh, Ian, you said that you wanted me to call back as I listened to it subsequently to find out whether or not it worked. And then Mark said, well, if anybody could convince him, it was Kurt. And I, I just think that that's a wonderful compliment, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you feel that way about me. You're welcome. Um, That's so warm and fuzzy. It it did. It it warmed my heart down to the bottom. Very good. But um, now I want to apologize for how I'm going to treat you, not treat you on this call, but how I'm going to disagree with you again. All right, go ahead. Who, Um, Mark or all of us? Well, both both you, both Ian and Mark. All right. Because the call previous to that, and Nick was actually there for that call as well. Uh Uh-huh. We talked about the rights. Right. And whether or not they exist. Yes, that's right. And you said, and, and my position was that they did. They exist in, you, every, in the same sense that mathematics exists, or language. Right. Well, there's, there's a certain point at which you have to accept abstracts or else life stops, because without architecture, uh, a, a New Hampshire winter will kill you. Simple as that. Well, architecture is um, a way to arrange uh, atoms and things, right? I mean, that's you know, it's, it's how we affect the outside world. You're and, talking about mental architecture, right? Well, I meant architecture insofar as 
you know, being able to build a house that won't collapse on you. Okay. Um, and the knowledge. Um, and uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, a gentleman called up about rights, and you were both on the opposite side of him on the argument. And I, I agree he was not a very good um, advocate of his position because I don't necessarily believe that just restating your opinion is evidence for your position. And that's what he did. He just kept saying, rights exist, rights exist, rights exist. Right. I like trying to paint people into a corner, like saying, well, hey, hey Mark, do you love your wife? I do. Do you love your child? Uh, more, more than I can say. No, you don't, because love doesn't exist. Well, and I'll ask you. The, I'll ask you the same questions that you asked him. Insofar as right. Well, wait, 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 wait. Before, wait, wait. But before you go into the, the questions about that, let's talk a little bit about your statement that love doesn't exist. I think there's well, probably more evidence for the statement that uh, I think there's probably more evidence for love existing than there is for rights existing. In that, love can be felt. Uh, you can't feel rights. Well, feeling doesn't exist. Oh, it it's certainly does, as far as inside it's, you. What color is it? What color is it? You is can it measure it. Uh, well, it's, it's chartreuse. You can measure it um, in <laughs> does that... Does it fit uh, in your garage? What's that? Does it fit in your garage? Sure it does. Um, the, your love? <laughs> yes, it does. It's in your garage? No, it fits in my garage. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, get, I get your points, but, and at least I'm coming up with no, some he's answers. He's asking the same questions that you asked the guy on the phone about sure, rights. Who wouldn't, ma- who wouldn't give me any answers. Um, the, but the point I'm making here is that, that at the very least, the, the, uh, what happens to me when I'm you know, feeling love to the very brim can be measured. You know, the heartbeat quick, quickens and, and all those other things. Right? There's tears <laughs> that come out of my eyes, things like that. Again, tears don't exist. That's just something are real. abstract. That's the, uh, they are a saline solution, which, again, doesn't exist because these are just definitions we give them. You're sounding silly a, now, Kurt. Well, I think the, you, the point I'm, I'm making is you have to, at some point, accept some abstractions or life stops. Yeah, I, I think that the idea that ideas are real is it's a good point because otherwise we're just hunks of meat ambling around. Well, then, then I'd make like to make this point: if this is so, then um, which rights do exist, Kurt? Uh, do, do I have the right to medical care? Because Hillary Clinton told me I did, so I must. Okay. I, I I agree that you know there, we they are in agreement. Just like language is an agreement. And when you, when, you know, like you said, I could be in the same room with somebody who doesn't understand my language and we can't communicate. You know, colors also don't exist. Turn off the light in a room and what color is the wall? I mean, it is, it is. Again, also, colors can be uh, subjectively interpreted in that uh, some people are colorblind and different people, that, even though they aren't necessarily colorblind, may see colors just simply differently. So it's all about how you interpret the, uh, the vibration that, uh, that you're seeing. Exactly. But, uh, but you know, so I think love that... And pain, pain also does not exist <sighs> because you can't measure it in terms of, fee, you know, actually having, you know, uh, five cups of pain. I, you, you I, I have to. I, this is an interesting conversation. I, I'm glad you called in to bring it up. I think pain absolutely exists and well, love exists. Feelings exist. You can, uh, you, you can comprehend them to the point where there's actually something happening, whereas rights are just an agreement that two people come uh, together with. I mean, but does math exist then, Ian? 
Does math does exist? Two plus two equal. That's four. an agreement. It's in the, on the same level as rights. I would say. But these math are useful. Is, I'm not saying, Kurt. I'm not saying I reject the idea of rights. I'm not saying I reject the idea of math. I, I accept them and embrace them willingly. I like those ideas. But that's all they are. But rights are like a weapon, Kurt. They're they're putting a weapon in the to say that they are true uh, puts a weapon in the room that then someone can multiply and use against you in the sense that you know you have the right to clean water. You have the right to uh, uh, you know, internet access care. now. Yeah, the right, in... right in Finland, you have the right to internet access. Who are you to say that they don't, Kurt? And and this is this is the problem with even talking about rights. I think that I what I like to do is I like to say the term. Well, let you know, let's talk about rights theory for a minute, and then I get to frame the debate in that. Um, well, you know, rights theory says that the you know the the things that come within you that that you are able to do without imposing on someone else, you are right to do. However, if you have the right to internet access, someone therefore has the obligation to provide you with internet access. But, I, but, I, but, but the, the, the right, the, the primary right is the right to self-ownership. That's the primary right. Some and people would disagree with you, though. I mean, that's a declarative statement, well, and I happen to then, agree then, with then, you, then, but somebody who then, doesn't agree with self-ownership would disagree with you. They might say the primary right is the right to health care, you know, the right to survival or something like that. Well, you have the right to life, but you don't have the right to sustenance. You know, it's you a theory, Kurt. Just, you know, it, it, I'm sorry. Rights are a theory, and I'm for the theory, and I'm willing to debate them as a theory. But to talk to talk about them as a fact but is just you it, don't. It's it's not putting the debate on um uh, on a playing field that is that that all people are going to jibe with. What you but need then to you do. You have to put science in that same category. Science, gravity is a theory, right? I mean, they until we can find, you know, create it, create it, and make it a law, it's still a theory. I, I, I agree with you that some theories are more sound than others, and I think I, I love the idea of negative rights being a very sound theory. And and I think that if you if you frame them that way, then people can kind of understand that these these ideas of rights are free flowing, and people might be able to create them anew. If you say that a right is a right and it's real. Then, well, if I say the right to, the, to health care is real, then it's real, right? But just, just, as you can, just as you do not have to drop 10 trillion pieces to prove that gravity exists, all you have to look at is the, is the fact that those areas that are the strongest respecters of property rights do the best insofar as their people are, are far more taken care of, far more comfortable. They, they innovate with, with greater uh, speed, and, and, and the, the standard of living rises as more rights are respected, and that is fact. Well, the, 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 okay, but now you're, now you're uh, saying, you know, which, which rights are respected? I mean, won't the standard of living rise if my right to health care is respected? What about my, Absolutely my, not. my right to uh, Internet access? This is a battle of semantics and one that I don't feel is worth even having. Oh, I love this segment. Thanks for the call, man. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Give me liberty or give me death. 
Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at LibertyUnbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper. Talk Live, we invite you to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, features, by the way, including the, the updates. Just go and get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for free. And want to tell you about the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's when you get together with hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who've all moved to the same place in order to get active for, for freedom. Uh, that's what's happening, and we're a part of it. Freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more about it and get signed up. That's freestateproject.org. Now, we actually did an extended edition of this program last night. We uh, stayed on the Internet stream after the radio show was over, and uh, we went on for, what, another hour and a half, I think. And Something close to that. The, we were going to shut it down after about a half an hour, but then we got on to this topic about this call-out program, and you went off, Mark. So if you want to hear Mark almost lose it, uh, you pretty much did lose it it's, last night. Yeah, it's it's really not uncommon for me to lose it. You um, can go and download last night's uh, podcast at freetalklive.com. But what you are so upset about actually is happening now, Mark. You're going. You've been authorized apparently to move ahead with this uh, Free State Project recruitment program that you've uh, you've had planned out and. That's great news. Yep, uh, I had a meeting with uh, Varen, and at which he uh, Varen is the president. Yes, of the, the, the president of the Free State Project. He, uh, you know, had a uh, stern talking to uh, w- about ethics, and um, you know, have, have decided to move forward. Uh, you know, we've, he's come up with a plan that uh, you know he believes has modified my plan to some extent to to uh, to, to fit all the criteria, and I'm in agreement, and uh, you know, we're ready to move forward. Great, so you, we are you, moving forward. You, we've taken steps. You've made some pretty big claims about how successful you think this call-out program is going to be, and I, I hope it lives up to uh, to your expectations. I really do. I don't see how it can't. Because if it does, then you've you've predicted 20,000 members for the Free State Project, which we're already at it, not over 9,800, so you've pre- predicted that you'd get another 10,000-plus in, what, six months or a year at most? Uh, I, I think that that... I think six months could be tight, but I'm, I'm targeting 18 months, two years, between a year and, and two years. Okay. And uh, that certainly would be significantly better than the pattern that we're uh, we're on right now. Uh, if it's if it's not working out in those time frames, then you know we're not, we're not doing the job, and we need to to pack up and and call it a, a failure or whatever. And I'm really I'm just wondering, um, you know, like when we make the bronze statue for of me here in the in the free state, <laughs> should I be on a horse? About. <laughs> should you be on a horse? Are I'm, you a horse kind of guy? Have you ever been on a horse in real life? Yes. Then sh- I think you can justify it, yes. Perhaps, you know, uh, it, just because it's unusual, perhaps uh, a camel or an elephant. Let's go to the phone calls and talk to you about what you want. It's Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Frank in New York. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, yeah, it was a, sort of a humorous uh, uh, discourse uh, a few moments ago. I just wanted to say a couple things, and I'd like to reiterate 
uh, Wittgenstein's famous uh, uh, reason or definition of philosophy, which I think can apply to almost any intellectual discourse, and that is that it's uh, any innovation uh, is based upon a linguistic misinterpretation, and I thought that was sort of evident tonight with the discussion regarding any innovation gravity. is based upon a linguistic in the discourse furthering the discourse. It's based upon a linguistic misinterpretation. And okay. with Wittgenstein used that in a sense to uh, historicize a lineage of uh, Western philosophy. So in a sense, uh, if you have, let's say, a difference of opinion on a definition or a concept, that creates uh, a discourse. And depending upon uh, the perspective of the participants, it can be uh, edifying and enriching, or it can be masturbatory and absurd. Uh, I wanted to say so you would say the, uh, point, the conversation was the latter? I think it verged on that, because no one rights. seemed to understand that rights exist in codified law. And if we look at the United States legal system, we would say that the Constitution is the highest law of the land. And within the Constitution, we have the Bill of Rights that gives specific unalienable rights to the individuals uh, of uh, the country, citizens. That doesn't so mean in that a they sense, exist. In a sense, now taking that, and when you talked about gravity can exist or it doesn't exist, well, gravity exists whether we read Newton's uh, discourse on gravity or whether we don't. It exists just as colors exist within the electromagnetic spectrum, whether we see them or not. These are facts, and to sort of negate that in the postmodern kind of uh, uh, self-centered subjective discourse is really sophomoric and ridiculous, and it, it really furthers no purpose in a sense. Uh, but it is entertaining, and maybe that is the purpose. So that's all I wanted to say tonight, guys. So, so what he's saying, Ian, is you're entertaining as a, a jester or a jackass <laughs> might be. Well, we... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We at the we at the Illuminati were listening tonight, and just having a great time with our sipping our cognac and listening to this. And they said, "Frank, give them a call and sort of uh, <laughs> set them straight." So what kind of cognac do they, does? <laughs> what kind of cognac does the new New World Order prefer? Well, we like the uh, uh, Napoleon uh, uh, plant, P L A N T E, which is sort of a, a French uh, cognac. It's not. Where else would you, know, you get that's common, common right? in a sense. There you but go. It's very good. It's very tasty. So, so you are claiming then that rights do exist because someone wrote some crap down and called uh, called them rights. Well, it becomes all rights are codified within the law, and we certainly have a legal tradition that goes back to the Code of Hammurabi, which goes back over six thousand years. So, if we look at that, but that's not and, proof of any existence. That's oh, just someone writing it. down their ideas. Well, religions no, it does, exist because those because become. Those become embodied within the political, social, culture, and order, and that's what all civilization is based upon. I suppose you could we can look go at back it, to Toynbee. Except they've history. been aggregated. Well, all of those uh, rights can, have been abrogated. You, can, you can look at it in the same way that you can show that religions and belief systems exist and have influenced human history. Catholicism exists. Judaism exists. It doesn't necessarily get to the fundamental question of whether God exists, whether that's the presumptions true. of the religions are correct. Are based upon uh, a regime of social control and oppression, and we all understand that. So, okay, yes, okay, so so I'm but, in complete agreement with that. But, but the rights are essentially we can either prove God exists nor that God does not but, exist. Frank, that's what makes it the ideal vehicle for manipulation. But, and social Frank, control. in the same way, we can't necessarily prove whether rights tangibly exist or don't exist. But you're saying that they're they're the fundamental 
He's starting that, point, the fundamental assumptions that underpin the legal system. I can prove this by going to the legal code. I you're just saying that structures have been built code. around. What you're well, saying is the same thing that Nick just said, is that structures in the real world have been built around these ideas. We're talking about ideas. When we're talking about religion, we're talking about ideas. We're actually not talking the churches, about the embodiment the, of ideas in social practice. There's a distinctive difference. The embodiment of, social, of ideas in social practice, that is a major... Uh, point that everyone seems to have negated in this argument. And that's really a linguistic kind of thing, too, that but, I think we have to be very careful of our Frank, terms. And we have to integrate history into this as well. Frank, to be fair, though, what you're saying is that you can prove that rights exist by going to the code, going to the law, which you Correct. can show that there are structures that presume that rights exist, but that would be the same as saying, I can prove that God exists by pointing at the Bible and saying, look, no, this paper no, says that God exists. I think Nick's, you're wrong I think on Nick's that got you, Frank. You're right. I, you're wrong on that point, <laughs> simply, because, simply because the Bible was written by men. I so it's law. the Constitution. Thanks, Frank, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Enjoy your cognac. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything to control of the airwaves. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Plus, I want to tell you about the Tota Sack. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. You can uh, pick up some of these, and they will help you pick up a whole lot more. They're handle made of 100% recycled materials that, for me, makes it really easy to bring in groceries from the car. One trip is all it takes. Uh, two tote sacks, one in each hand, loaded up with bags, and I'm in the house. Don't have to go back out. Uh, it's great. So go to TOTASAK.com to learn more about it. Order yourself a family pack. Or if you want, you can risk possibly winning a Totasac here in a little bit. We're going to do a contest tonight. Uh, so stay tuned for your opportunity to win a two-pack. We'll be giving away a two-pack of the Totasac. Here in a, a few moments, we continue here taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. We go to Virginia, WSVG. Phil is on the line on Free Talk Live. Phil, what's on your mind tonight? How y'all doing this evening? Hey, super. What's on your mind, Phil? Um, I don't know. I haven't listened to the show in a couple of days, so I don't know if you've touched on this, but have you read the most recent claim from our esteemed Environmental Protection Agency? Which claim? The one that says that they that uh, carbon dioxide is a pollutant and they are entitled to regulate it, which means that now they can place whatever restrictions on carbon dioxide emissions that they feel like. Now, lest we forget, every living animal on the planet emits carbon dioxide. So to what lengths do you think that they would go to restrict that? I think they'll go to whatever, whatever length they feel like. And, um, you know, what, what, I, I've heard that this is what they intended to do, and I... I really expected this to come along. Well, they were instructed not surprised to, at all. They were instructed to do this, as I understand it. I, I did read about this um, from Downsize DC's Downsize Your Dispatch, and as I understand it, the Supreme Court actually ruled in a case that they instructed the EPA to regulate greenhouse gases under uh, the Clean Air Act, even though the Clean Air Act did not mention 
greenhouse gases. So they were essentially told by the courts to write new policy into the Clean Air Act, and that's what they've done. Oh, well, I was wondering where they got the legal backing to do that. Well, I mean... The first thing I thought thought when I read that was, oh, someone's going to challenge this in court and it's going to go down, but... No, I understand it. It was state of Massachusetts versus something. Uh, I I forget, but there was a Supreme Court case that that precipitated the whole thing. So essentially you have the judicial branch telling the executive branch to write law. Well, they all work together, and that's what they do. It's not constitutional, but... Who cares? They don't care about the Constitution. They've they've never cared about the Constitution, not in my lifetime. And the EPA can say their hands are tied. If if people are trying to raise a stink about it, they can say, hey... We're under orders. We're under... We didn't come up with this. I mean, the courts told us to do it. We have to do it. I know, isn't that sad? Especially because of the fact that... I mean, if you really think about how far they could go, they could start regulating how many children you can have. Sure they could. They could could regulate... You know, I mean, really, I mean, they can regulate, okay, you can only breathe for so many years. Look you know, at all of what they've already regulated. I mean, whether we're exactly. talking about the federal, state, or local governments, that's all they do. And it's like I pointed out in the past, and it's worth pointing out again, it was the, the it really, it's the people's fault for obeying all of these regulations. It's our fault, those of us who bow down to the state and who lick their boots and who will follow whatever uh, arbitrary rules that uh, that they crank out. It was the first regulation that came out whenever the hell it was, however many decades ago it was, that people followed and paved the way for the second, the third, and the 200th, and the 3,000th, and the 300,000th. And now I don't know how many regulations there are. There's, there's no way any human being could possibly know what all the regulations say and what all what they all mean it's it's a uh, physical impossibility yet here we are and they're cranking out new regulations every single year because well people just go along with it i know but you, it's, you feel like it's getting to the point where it, at this point people are going to start really getting fed up with it and you know you're, you're going to you're going to see some uh civil disobedience really violent and and nonviolent. i just get you, you get that intuition that well, I'm glad to hear. Uh, point with the, I have with to say, Phil, I'm, I am glad to hear somebody just. You say you've only been listening for a few days. No, no, no. I haven't listened in a few days. Oh, haven't for a few days. Gotcha. Okay. I've been listening for a while, but in talking to just the average man on the street, I'm getting this sense of people are really fed up in ways they were not fed up before. And, I hope and, you're right. And that's of all uh, ideologies. You well, know, and talking to a lot of other young people, I'm fairly young myself, I, I do notice that. I mean, there's not a whole lot of optimism. Really? Even what, amongst young people who honestly haven't been regulated to death like most people because they just haven't been around to People to my been. age think that the I, I've met other people my age that I would not describe as card-carrying libertarians these are you know people i knew vaguely from high school who i've met since then recently and they think that the country is essentially on a path to economic self-destruction because of all the regulations so let's keep talking about secession and declaring independence then uh in our personal conversations and on the radio i think it could be a a viable option one that people would support even in the time frame of the next five to ten years depending on what happens when when people start losing their livelihoods and feeling like 
the government is going to rob them of the opportunity to to live at or above the means they're accustomed to living at, then they're going to get angry, and that's when people start actually taking action. Well, you can I pretty much count on that. I hope they don't use their, you know, make the same mistakes we made the last time we tried some secession in this country, which is firing on government officials. Mm, yeah. um, I think peaceful yeah. uh, action. You know, right. I, I think you're going to, I think you're going to see a lot of both if this happens. You're going to see people go take up arms, and you're going to, you're going to see the people who decide you I know, think, to take a more peaceful approach. I think what you're but saying will, is probably true. Uh, obviously, we can't control folks, but we can certainly do our best to influence them to uh, those that are listening to us to be as peaceful uh, as possible. I thank you, Phil, for the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. One thing you can count on is that the government is going to keep doing its awful things and going to keep regulating and continue to control and come up with new ideas to ruin people's lives. Count yeah, on it. But, I mean, the, the government's power is very limited. If a significant portion of the population decided to say, hey, we're just we're not going to follow all of these regulations. I mean, we're not going to murder each other, steal from each other. Yeah. But but when people get fed up to a certain extent, when a government has grown to a certain size, if the populace decides to reject the government, the government has a couple of choices. It can either take the message and go away, or more frequently they'll try clamping down, which only aggravates people further. And it doesn't always result in violence, because eventually, if you get enough people on board saying, hey, we're just not going to go along with the program here, yes. there aren't actually that many politicians out there. And if their muscle d- decides not to follow through for them then they don't really have very much power at all. I don't know that I agree with this uh, statement. I think that, in fact, um, the government just gets selective in who they enforce their rules upon um, because they currently don't enforce all their regulations or even a portion of their regulations on everybody. It's just the people they happen to run across in in any given instance. They'll do that for a while, but India did – I mean, England did let India go. They, they they realized that they it just wasn't worth it for them to force them to remain part of the British They did, Empire. but what I'm talking about happens in every government in every nation right now, all over the planet. Sure, it government does. isn't losing; it's, it's it's still winning. All they are is a violent gang that uses their power in order to reward their friends and and but punish their, their enemies. Power is based on obedience, and and absolutely. And humans don't show any propensity, as I can see, of solidarity with their fellow man. So if I de- if they decide to come along and take you, Ian, what's the, you know, why, why is it that Nick and I care? Oh, that's sure a shame what happened with Ian and everything. So I don't well, think that the that America is becoming fed up with its government. I mean, I, I believe that we that, that the American people do think that the government, uh, you know, probably more and more are disenchanted with it. But I don't know that they're well, ready to do much about whether it. Whether people have a natural tendency towards solidarity or not, the idea does emerge sometimes and action is taken there. Just like the solidarity movement helped break up the Soviet Union. I think you're going to see more solidarity here in New Hampshire than you are probably the rest of the country. I think there's something to be said for people that are coming together deliberately for the purpose of backing one another up. And it's happening here to an extent that I've never experienced. It's amazing when somebody gets into uh, an issue with the state to have dozens, at this point dozens, of, uh, of people get behind them, show up at court trials and things like that, writing letters while they're in prison and think it's really it makes a difference. And uh, when it comes to the political stuff, is all the you know some the organization has to do, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, just send out an email and there's you know 100 people there. 800-259-9231. So if you want to make a difference, freestateproject.org. More coming up. You take control. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com. Don't forget to head on over to... Oh, wait a minute, Nick. The last time we had you in your website was down. What's the status? Still under construction. Brat. Oh, that's unfortunate. Don't bother giving out the URL at this Oh, point. no. All right. Well, then go to freekeen.com and look for the Free Minds TV episodes. You can get every single one of them there. They've been posted there since the very beginning. So uh, Free Minds TV is available to you. And you can still get Free Minds Radio at libertyradionetwork.com. So, you can. And they're both on iTunes as well. Okay. So you can get more of Nick uh, in two different flavors, television and radio, Free Minds TV, Free Minds Radio, freekeen.com for the uh, television side and libertyradionetwork.com. For the radio side. And uh, so we will continue here taking your calls about what you want. Let's go to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I told you I wanted to talk about Santa Claus and rights. Okay. And I kind of figured out a way to put them both together. Great. All right. When you're talking about telling lies to little children about Santa Claus and whether or not he really exists. This is actually how I handled my teenagers when they confronted me on this, asked me, why did you lie to me about this? Now, wait, did they confront they said, you while they were teenagers? Yes. Okay. They, they, they stopped believing in Santa Claus a long time ago, but my daughter decided to give me a hard time one day. Yeah, it's, it, this sounds like uh, they, the statute of limitations on your lying might have run out at this point. <laughs> she was just like dragging it up for no good reason. But I'm interested in hearing what you had Karma to say. Karma doesn't have a statute of limitations. Yeah, it does. I, I told her that Santa Claus does indeed exist. He is a spirit, and he lives in my heart. So That's it's a good one. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus uh, answer? Yes. And the same can be true. Of rights. They exist as a concept. Okay. If you want to use that modifier, yes, I would agree with you. As a concept, they absolutely do exist, but beyond that, certainly not. And um, I think, and I'm going to get away from the Santa Claus thing, that was just how I handled it, but I think that it's important to remember when you're talking about rights how how the concept came about in the first place. And the concept of rights and the reason that they were written into the Constitution and everything else is because we were coming away from a, from a system, or the, the people at that time were coming away from monarch, monarch systems, monarchical yeah, I I monarch, guess. Um, systems that where the kings claimed divine rights. They claimed that they had the right to order people around because God had given them the right to rule. And our forefathers were kind of saying, no, you don't have that right. We have the right to rule over ourselves. And that's how the whole concept got got started, and that's where it came from. And since that time, due to flaws of the English language or evolution of the English language, what have you, the, the that concept has kind of gotten muddied and slurred. And mm-hmm. it is, it is, whether it's been done on purpose or by accident, you can argue forever and ever. Um, I think that it was done on purpose by top politicians so that they could gain more control. Sure. They kind of 
they kind of um, muddy the water. And, and that's why you have these people saying, yes, you have the right to medical care, rather than saying, no, you don't have the right to force somebody else to do your bidding. Well, I, I, so, I agree with with that, Matt. And I, what, the way I like to approach it is um, from the standpoint of self-ownership, as uh, you know, Kurt was uh, talking about, the, the previous caller was, was talking about, I, I just I, I like to you know, phrase the term uh, rights theory and then, and then ask the person, do you own you? And it's the very, very rare individual that will, in fact, um, I, I believe... No, the state owns me. Well, but no, there's the one guy that doesn't believe that he owns, uh, that they called in the, uh, a couple of weeks ago that I went crazy on who said that he didn't own him, um, that it was that if I cut yeah, his the, hand off, it wasn't his anymore. The commie, the commie yeah, guy. I remember right. that. Well, yeah. I, I don't know what his – he was a nihilist, and that's all I know about yeah. him. Um, but, you know, if you it's, – it's the rare person that wouldn't say that they own themselves, and then you can work negative rights, which is the terminology for rights that don't require anybody else to do anything. You can extrapolate those outside of that. I hate that term, by the way. It sounds so bad. It isn't great. It confuses yeah. me whenever I hear it, even though I know. Yeah, it I, I agree. That's another. That's another. You know, it's that's 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 the problem with the English language is, and with probably all languages is that words mean different things to different people, especially when you're talking about concepts. And yes, I, I agree, Mark. I think that you do need to frame the argument when you're making it, and. Um, you know, that's why I said it would help to look at where the concept came from. Um, Thank you for that, Matt. Anything I, else you want to share? No, I just don't think it's right when, when people start start uh, talking about rights that would take from somebody else to give to themselves, because that's stealing, and stealing is wrong. Darn right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Ernie in Nebraska. Ernie, you're on Free Talk Live with you, Nick and Mark. Hi, guys. Uh, previous caller said rights exist because they're codified. Totally wrong. Rights pre-exist any writing. Um, all, the, all the Constitution and Magna Carta and other things did was recognize rights that they admitted existed prior to writing them down. This is true. Um, what the what the government does, um, they're not operating as a normal government. They're operating as a corporation, and they see us as simple assets. And yeah, we have rights. They they recognize we have rights, but we have given them up by exercising one, our right to contract. We have contracted with the corporation through Social Security, through letting them issue a bond in our name called a birth certificate, which is what they use as collateral for borrowing money, we are simply seen as an asset. And by contracting with them and asking for benefits, we've turned over all of our assets to the corporation, put in trust. Aren't there people, the aren't there people alive now that don't have uh, birth certificates? Because I know that some people's births were recorded Absolutely. in their Bibles. So those people don't you remember have, in, don't you remember have in to Texas, pay? In Texas, all those kids that were taken by the state, Yes. Um, there was over 400 kids taken by the state, and yep. the appeals court ruled that they had to be returned. They didn't use the word jurisdiction, but the, the reason that they had to be returned is the state did not have jurisdiction over them because none of those families, nobody had a marriage license. Remember, a license is permission to do something that would otherwise be illegal. The marriage license originated 
to regulate interracial marriage. That's that is true, but yeah, I have to wonder, isn't they had, it possible? They had no marriage licenses, no birth certificates, and no social security numbers. Well, they had no contractual relationship. Well, the birth with the certificate state isn't, or a, isn't a legitimate contract between me and right. the state. I I'm didn't really sign skeptical. It. Oh, here. it is. I, I'm it no, is. No, no, wait. I'm really you skeptical. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go on. Child. I've heard it. I've heard the argument um, several times, and I'm really skeptical that this uh, organization that is willing to use uh, guys in uh, black masks and uh, SWAT helmets with MP5s to uh, do its bidding is somehow screeches to a halt when somebody wags, uh, you know, some kind of you know document saying, "I am no longer a corporate personitude. You've got no power over me." I want to bring Ernie back oh, and a chance to respond. Ernie, I'll give don't you I'll give you a chance can. to respond here. I, I want to bring you back here in hour number three. If you want to hang on, you can explain this. It, it's an interesting concept, but it would seem to me the reason why those 400-plus kids were given back was because the state just could not afford to handle that kind of a load. They just... Or some judge decided for some reason to give them back. I mean, I find the state to be arbitrary less than I find it to be evil. Do you think that the state, I mean, some of the stories we were reading, we were sharing a lot of stories from the FLDS confiscation of those uh, those kids, the stealing, the kidnapping of those kids at that time. Uh, We were sharing a lot of those stories, and one of the stories was that there were a lot of damn kids, and they, they really didn't have enough people to take care of them. They had them essentially warehoused. And so it was not something that could really go on for a long-term fashion. And so I think, to me, it would be an economic factor be the number one reason why. Uh, because otherwise, they wouldn't have. If, if there was any legitimacy to the idea that, well, they didn't have birth certificates, therefore they couldn't keep them, well, wouldn't them not having birth certificates mean they shouldn't have taken them in the first place? Wasn't that some sort of an illegal move on their part? It was, it was money. But right, I'll bring, but the, the, yeah. right, it's money, but the locals don't know the law on that. The appeals court higher up, I mean, they'll they'll try and take your kids, and they make a profit taking kids and putting them in foster care. You can tell me more if you want. Hang on. Uh, we're going to give away to Totasack right now, T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. You can go and order yourself a family pack, and it's a great, makes a great gift, great stocking stuffer. But right now, you can get a two-pack if you are caller number two at 603-435-1105. It's our special contest line. 603-435-1105. Hour number three is coming up. Caller two right now gets the Toto Sack 2-pack. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. An hour remains. Plenty of time for your calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. 
and Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll start things out by going right back to your calls. Let's bring back Ernie in Nebraska. Now, Ernie, you are putting forth this conspiracy theory that I find particularly intriguing. Um, I, I, I happen to all think... All I'm saying is read the laws. Well, I can't stand reading the laws. No one could do that in three lifetimes. And it's uh, the laws problem. are written People to uh, the laws are written in a, another language called legalese, which makes it very, very difficult to comprehend because you're always having to look up words in the law dictionary, and they can redefine different words that can mean anyway. Words can mean different things than they look like they mean in the laws. But I can say it's to you, Ernie, I, hold on, before you jump in, I want to say that I have taken the time to look into this particular theory, and it does seem to have some soundness legally as far as their system is concerned. The, you know, This idea, what you're pro- propagating, for those just tuning in, is this idea that uh, the government is a corporation and that it effectively is, uh, you are contracting with it when you do things like Social Security, which that makes sense because people are, you know, are choosing to collect social security and things like that uh or that you you know when you're contracting with the government that that essentially makes you their serf and that uh, that that you're a corporate citizen and that it's it's all corporations and and you can you can look at all the capital letters and you can see all that but the but the, the truth of the matter from my observation and experience is that they don't care about all that at the real life level like they'll still throw your ass in a cage uh you can tell them well i'm not that person on that identification or whatever you can say well that's an all caps name that's not me you can you can try to use this particular conspiracy theory as sound as it may seem on its face and they'll laugh at you and they'll throw you in a cage they don't care well, that's because most people who try to do it have not filed the proper paperwork oh, with the corporation. Oh, see, there the incantation it, it has is, not been you, done properly. You didn't add the well, eye of Newt before the wing of bat. So I what paperwork is have, it? Well, there, there's a lot of it, but you first file an act of state, which is a affidavit of political status, and numerous other documents with Isn't filing you, documents with them acknowledging their legitimacy no what you're doing is you're you're putting it in the public record which is a constitutional are you thing, filing it not with? a corporate thing you file it with your local county registrar that's a government agency public well but they're acting as a true constitutional government agency rather than a corporate entity okay so you there's file a, a bunch of stuff there's a difference between the public side and the private side you you file these documents on the private side in the public record. They're not actually filed. It's called filed. You guys following this? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. It's a private term. I'm, I'm concerned here because I'm of the opinion that uh, a waif, an infant, a, uh, a baby, can't be obligated uh, to a contract. So I'm wondering how this uh, this birth certificate obligates me in any right. way. And as a matter of fact, I got my Social Security number at a very young age, as has right. my and son. Done, so these are these are these are not right. These are fraudulent contracts. Contract for you. Okay, and if you if you file suit against the government, against the Social Security Administration, that contract was not signed by you, but you made it a contract of adhesion by accepting the benefits once you turned of legal age. What, what benefit? I haven't got a single benefit. Well, see, but you have the benefit of being a federal United States. Corporate subject. No, no, what I benefit? don't have benefits. I never, I never asked for any you benefits don't think from them. So. I, I'm talking about what the way they see it. 
Okay. They don't see it this way. This is the the nonsense here. Is that what you're suggesting? Is that this huge Church. overarching conspiracy is going on, and one of these people would have broken ranks and actually, uh, you know, made it clear. But the the conspiracy you're that you're suggesting before you're done, the, before you start talking, the conspiracy you're suggesting has is isn't by any means cohesive. There's all kinds of people with different theories as to how one gets oneself out of the this system, the system, the way you're talking about, is not the only path out of this woods. Lots of people talk they about claim, it. They only have claims. They don't right. have evidence to. Right. Sh- to you don't have it. video cameras and uh, you know uh, pictures on the internet. Bullet. Go ahead. It's not a silver bullet, but it. If you study the law, first look at the Act of Congress of 1871 creating the corporation called the United States. There's no doubt. There is a corporation called the United States. There is. There's like a good conspiracy theory has elements of truth to it. The elements of truth a, are there with this. You can go to, I know, you can go to Dun and Bradstreet. You can look up the corporations. Right. You can see all of this. This is all true. You're not talking to noobs here. Right? You're talking to people that understand what you're talking about completely, and you're talking to one who tried it and went to jail for 90 days. Or, well, you know, that it was, was a sentence. sentence. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're not suggesting well, something we've you, never heard Ernie? of before. What have you done as far as this is concerned? I'm, I'm in the process of filing my documents that's, right uh, now. That's always How many what days we hear? are you into this? And, but I, I know people who have done it who are helping guide me through the process. How many days? How much are they charging you? Nothing. How many days are you nothing. into this process? Uh, I've been working with this for about the last three months. Got so from the you, you, three months ago, a lot of damn three, documents. Wait, wait, three months ago, you filed a piece of paper with the government. No, no, I haven't. I haven't filed my stuff yet. I've got. <laughs> Some of it, I've got it. I've got it all prepared, all signed. All I got to do is is go register it for the first. The, the first stage is with the county. Then there's another set of documents to register with the with state, and then the feds, the federal. You got. You better go with the UN too, because they've got claim on your body too. Ernie, <laughs> I've got. So, I've got another question here. I want. You, I want to float this conspiracy theory by you. The federal government, governments of all sorts, are gangs of men and women with guns that don't mind using them in order to get you to comply with what they want. What do you think about that conspiracy theory? Well, that, that's a fact. And, and you think your little pieces of paper are going to stop these madmen? Well, they don't want they'll, – they'll go after the individuals, but when enough people realize what they are and what they're doing – and they can't hide it anymore, their house of cards collapse. Well, okay, I'll agree with that statement, but you don't need people to file a bunch of paperwork to make that statement true. Once enough people realize that they're dealing with a gang of criminals and they stop obeying the criminals and stop going along with the, the gang's demands... Instead of giving them freaking filing fees... Then, then you're right, something will happen. But in the meantime, you've just, you've just spent three months wrote of your life... Wrote another check. You just spent three months of your life putting together a bunch of paperwork that I don't. I don't really expect you're going to have any success with any of this. But I'd love to have you check in with us, Ernie. And, Please and let call us know. back and tell me. Exa- tell me yeah, how the, Tim, the federal government has taken the chain Tim off your neck. Turner. Look up Tim Turner. Talk to Tim Turner. Talk to people he's worked with. What's his um, website? Uh, I don't. I don't have a direct website. Here's something I want to point out to you, Ernie. You now, look. Tim let me Turner. point something out to you here. Okay. Whenever we hear from people about this, they're always where you are. 
They're always saying something like, well, I'm in the process of filing a blah, 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 blah. I'm getting oh, started with this. Yep. And uh, well, I don't have a website and the people that I'm talking to don't have a website. Uh, so there's no. They, there's, they have websites. I don't have it on the top of my head. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, and there are websites out there. You're right. That do propagate these ideas. Do, I do personally know people who have done this and who have gotten money back from the government. For money? The wrong You're after you got money? pictures of checks? Not just uh, what you have. You have photo uh, photocopies of checks. Um, I know people who do. Yeah, so please get those photocopies that. of those checks and and write that story and put it on a BBS at our BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. I want to see real documentation instead of people calling in and making outlandish claims on the radio because they we have no shortage of people that make outlandish claims so about how they can oh, I, I they can that. wrap the government around their finger and and twist them to their will. Because I'd love to oh, see I, this bullcrap. Like I said, it's not a, it's not a silver bullet, but there are people who <laughs> Dude, are having. It isn't a, it isn't a feather. It isn't a rubber bullet, okay? Ernie, Ernie, will you do us a favor and call us back here? Because as you can tell, we're pretty skeptical about this, having heard the same old claims for the longest time and no one ever calling back to say they've had any success with it. Can, will you be that guy? Will you be the one who will call back and let us know? When, when I get some success, yes, I will. Thank okay. you. Good luck, Ernie. Thanks for the call. I really mean it. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I can't believe that this crap is true, and somebody's got to show me. It would be enough to just say that uh, the government has left me alone, but to claim on top of that that you're able to get money out of them makes it even more unbelievable. Well, the, but the government will leave you alone. I mean, there's there's people who haven't paid their income taxes for decades. So, or not their income taxes, the income taxes the yeah. government claims they, they owe, and that's not terribly unusual, but... I'd, I'd like, like to see you hear better stories. Yeah, I want to see somebody uh, back down a judge with this stuff. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com, by the way, brought to you by Manchester Brewing at ManchesterBrewing.com. Well, they're printing more and more dollars. That means that uh, gold and silver prices are going to go down, right? Probably not. They're probably not going to be uh, printing fewer dollars in the near future. And gold and silver prices are probably not going to trend downwards. They're probably going to trend upwards. At least that's my belief. And if you believe the same thing, it might be a good time to go get some uh, gold and silver. I've picked out the best rates that uh, we can we can find from uh, establishments uh, on the internet. You might be able to to get something cheaper if you really comb through eBay and find just that right auction. But uh, your time's worth something. So perhaps you want to go to gold.freetalklive.com. Check out the rates there. And uh, I've tried to get coins that are for the everyday folks. These are not collector coins. You do not have to be an expert to own these or anything like that. They are for their gold and silver value. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. 
Check it out, gold.freetalklive.com. Also, there's a book, great book there called Dishonest Money that will teach you all about the Federal Reserve System so that you can, you, you know how uh, the, the world is being cheated through the monetary system here in the United States. Well, it's similar everywhere else. I mean, they, fiat currencies are all over the place. Well, the, 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 the U.S. dollar is the, reserve, the Federal Reserve now. It's the reserve currency of the world, though. So it's it really we, the, the Federal Reserve System screws the entire world. They have their own central banks, but there have to be places that are not tied to the dollar. They're not necessarily tied to the dollar, but international transactions for, say, oil, really any hard commodity, right. you're going to be settling up in dollar terms. That's how the... That's how the IMF and the World Bank settle Haven't international they to change debt. that though. Like at uh, certain oil deals in some countries uh, are now yeah, do, might, done in euros. Yeah, you might find some oil exchange in Kazakhstan or something that will take rubles. But hmm. by by and large, international transactions are settled in dollars. Yeah, there there have been uh, rumblings in the international community and and things like that. There's been talk, as... but at this point, it's a lot of talk, and ev- eventually they'll probably dump the dollar. But right, currently so the, the dollar's crap, takes it. but it's better crap than most of the uh, other fiat than all the other fiat currencies out there because they're all printed on nothing. If you try to back your currency yes. with something, uh, that was my point. Was right. that they're all fiat, meaning arbitrarily. Created sure. for nothing, but the United States dollar is uh, you know the Federal Reserve note is the world reserve currency, and that is true. All right, so we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Brainwashed is on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brainwashed. Hey, what's up, Mark, what's... E- Egon, and Nick? <laughs> what's hey, on your mind, Egon? <laughs> I just playing. I just like it when that dude always calls me Egon. But anyway, so first up, uh, the podcast. I noticed that the. Uh, uh, it did show like the twelve seven file name, but the date was actually uh, November seventh. So if there's anybody who has a problem with that, that, that means I'm uh, it. I'll fix know, it tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, anywho, so uh, yeah. First, I, I had two quick comments and a question. First uh, comment was uh, crosses. People wear crosses around their neck, you know, to the, display their faith and all that, right? And and uh, a comedian had brought this to my attention. I thought it was funny because it's like you know. Uh, if Jesus was to come back, you know, and see people wearing a cross, I mean, wouldn't that kind of take him off a little bit and be like, I died on that thing. What up? I sucked. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't want to see that. I mean, you go to a funeral of a gunshot victim or whatever and wear a, a gun around your neck or something. I mean, anyways, that's the first comment. Second comment, I had this crazy epiphany of the future. And um, I don't know, maybe it's kind of perverted, but I thought about, like, like uh, breast augmentation in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about breast augmentation in the future. <laughs> okay, so check it out. All right, so we uh, in the future, all right, we're talking about, like, I don't know, future, whatever. So, all right, um, and this could probably be, like, you know, paleoplasty too. All right, it could work for both or whatever, like where you could have it where they could uh, – make them bigger and smaller all by the press of a button, right? Yeah, So, like, okay. you know, the girl is, like, jogging or going to church. She doesn't want that big. Just, you know, press hey. the button, and all of a sudden, you know, they go they go smaller or, you know, hit the button, and they can go bigger. And, hey, and as a bonus, you could put this button anywhere. You know, put it on, like, the nipple or something. You just press the nipple. <laughs> super titties, you know. You know. You, know, you have like, been thinking, haven't you? You know, you put it on your, in your you know, scrot, you know, squeeze a little scrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hammer time, baby. Or, you know. That was like. <laughs> Did you make that up all by yourself? That was too serious. I just came up with that yeah. thinking, wow, you know, 
this is the future. You never know what can happen. And, and you know, obviously, like nanotechnology, you guys have discussed that. In the, yeah, you know, that's the right. Past. Nick was actually talking about nanotechnology during uh, the break. I mean, how do you feel about this, Nick? Uh, I, I guess you got to dream big. It seems like it'd be kind of, <laughs> it seems like it'd be kind of painful, unless you could work well, that out somehow. Hey, we're talking the future that's of right. science. You can get we'll rid of all never pain. Know. Well, we'll see it when it happens. Brainwashed, hey, I want to thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You really can call about anything on Free Talk Live. We continue here uh, with Neil in New Hampshire. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, uh, I apologize in advance for my voice. I'm getting over the cold and That's I right. keep losing my voice. No problem. Go ahead. Um, I just go from the uh, the politics of the world and down to some office politics. I had um, Wanted to ask Ian some advice because I respect your opinion and stuff. And okay. we, we, uh, I work uh, with a co-op. Uh, it's kind of a web, internet-based co-op, and uh, most of us aren't getting any salaries yet because you know we're trying to get push the push the product through and everything. There are a few people that are uh, getting things, but uh, we've uh, hired a company to help promote part of it. And um, you know they go like to conferences and stuff and do some mailings and. They do some of the stuff on the website. I do some of the stuff on the website. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, they were hired by. Uh, they're also co-op members too. I might add. So we're all you know kind of together. So but, this is a technology co-op. Well, it's. it's I don't want to talk about the product exactly. Yeah. The, the, okay, the, go ahead. The form, yeah, you know, the formation of it is is kind of unusual. Um, and I don't want to give away the product because. Fair enough. Know, so I'll what's be, the issue? I'll be killed tomorrow. Anyway, so the the company that they hired it's just primarily uh, you know it's a pretty small, a couple guys, and you know they have three or four other uh, people working with them, and uh, they've done uh, first of all, I want to say they've done a really good job up to now, and and uh, there's, there's, you know, we've been very happy with them, and they're not making that much money. It's not like they're you know getting the killing, but uh, at, we had an event last week, and and uh, one of the guys, um, the partner of the main guy of this of these guys. He just kind of went crazy and started, uh, you know, we're talking an event that, uh, you know, was it was not official. The official thing had already ended, and we're all kind of together, you know, kind of uh, having a little uh, impromptu get-together, a party, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's, the problem is he starts bad-mouthing, you know, like the, C, uh, the CEO and stuff. And, of course, well, not the CEO, but everybody, you know, talk about upper management now. And I'll, I'll clean it up for the radio, but the quote is, uh, you know, they're a bunch of stupid effing morons. Okay. I mean, he said that. These the are, now he's is, saying this of the the management of the company that hired him. Right. In the and, company uh, of those, he's there with people who know this person. Right. And also, there, there are prospects there. There are customers there. Seems like a and poor I'll, form on his part. Was he wasted at the time? No, he was completely sober. All right, I know there's something else here. I want to uh, presume there's something else left here. Hang on, we'll get to the rest of your issue here in moments. 800-259-9231. Certainly doesn't sound very professional of him. Uh, we'll see what the rest of the story is, though. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, and this is Free Talk Live. 
your family today tip is brought to you by nestle carnation evaporated milk the cooking milk that makes life richer for rich and creamy recipes visit us at thecookingmilk.com we all have our roster of recipes but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards try thai spices instead of your usual italian seasonings that just might do the trick for more tips like these visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today this is free talk live you can bring up anything if you dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the sacral cai toll free line it's 1-800-259-9231 tonight it's ian with you and nick and mark and you can join us online at freetalklive.com we give you the features free so enjoy those on us again that's free talk live Dot com. Those features, by the way, include the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can click and download. They're all totally free right there on the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. Listeners of uh, Free Talk Live have been snatching up the Tiger Light. I don't know if they're getting them for Christmas gifts for their significant others or whether it's, uh, you know, our many lady listeners are getting them or whether some guy listeners are, are picking them up. But it's uh, it's a Tiger Light. It's an a flashlight with an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray, and its high level of utility comes from the fact that it is out in your hand uh, rather than unlike other weapons. And there's no ex- expectation from the bad guy that you would have a weapon because it's a flashlight, right? Flashlights aren't pepper spray cans. The uh, the Tiger Light, you can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's a Christmas special rate over there, so it's tiger, tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue with your phone calls. Uh, Neil is on the line in New Hampshire, and Neil, you were telling us that you had a situation, a business uh, situation develop, where you were together with some of your uh, business partners and some of the people that you had hired to do some work for you. One of them was going off the deep end and saying some very, very nasty things about the management of your company. Am I recapping that correctly? Oh yes, and uh, but, 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 really before troubling. you go before you go on, I just wanted to ask one question to clarify. I know this isn't the point of your call, but you did mention that it was a co-op. How does one have management in a co-op? Well, you you always have uh, leaders that have to take you know that have to be the the, the people who sign the papers and who make some of the decisions. Are they elected the by the the rest of the co-op? Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured would be going on. Okay, very good. So what's the rest of your, uh, your and, story? You know, we've all got a lot invested uh, in time and effort, but not, not much money, if you know what I mean. Got it. Uh, what was troubling about it is, is even though it wasn't an official event of the company or anything, it was in the presence of uh, current customers mm-hmm. and and prospects. Where he was saying F, he was saying something about the, one of the managers being a mother effer or something like that? Uh, no, stupid effing morons. Stupid effing uh, morons, talking, okay. Got right, it. and and so we really like the company. Uh, the problem is, is, is that I'm not sure that we can reconcile uh, this kind of behavior in public. Um, you know, there's a group of us who are, who are thinking about approaching the the uh, you know, CEO and saying, "Hey, look, we need to we we want to keep the company, but we can't keep them both." And so, the advice I was going to ask you is, is uh, do you think it's a good idea to to um, to make that approach or to make an ultimatum to the the CEO or to, uh, because... Wait, wait, wait. When yeah, you're saying the CEO... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. When you're saying the CEO, are you referring to the company that well, you hired? No, no, the, 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 uh, the, the co-op CEO. The co-op, the boss of the co-op. So your question is, right. should you go to the co-op CEO and suggest that he, or demand that he re- that he release these people from their, their agreement? 
Right, or or ask him to, again. You got to remember the people who have been hired are also members. It's like you know, they're also buddies with the, with the CEO. That's that's the problem. It gets really incestuous here, if you know what I mean. So and the people so who hold on, okay, clarifying question here. So the people sure. who you've hired are also members of the co-op, and right. th- it was at least one of them that was talking trash about the CEO of the co-op. Well, no, about the management. Uh, actually, they're, they didn't talk about the CEO because they're actually buddies with the CEO. Okay, so it's the lower management, the other managers, not the CEO. It's other right. managers that were being ta- trash talked. Right, and, and you know, in a very vulgar fashion, and right in front of, of prospects. You know, yeah. it's really troubling. And we, but the thing is, is they've done such a great job up to now, and we really, it's really the one person, uh, the, the 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 main person in the in the company. The separate company has done a great job and, and everything, but it, it's, we're, it's kind of hard to, to describe because, it is, like I said, is is somewhat incestuous. But so but before you go you on, I think it was very unprofessional of the company uh, to have that kind of behavior in public. Right? I've got a, I've got a question. Um, what was sure. his reason for going off and uh, you know complaining about the the management and all that stuff? Uh, he didn't agree with some of the decisions about how how. How things were were being done. What did you think? Uh, what, what do you think as far as what he said about, about what the what the uh, person who went off said? Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm thoroughly appalled, and, and I would I would fire him on the spot if I no, could. No, no, I'm asking you. Um, did do you think that he had uh, legitimacy in his complaints? Um, I don't think that's relevant. Do you quite think, frankly, because you don't you don't talk like that in front of customers and prospects i think nick is, I, I think uh, rather neil that uh, you're correct i mean it certainly it was behavior that i mean if he had a complaint he should have taken it uh, in a more private uh, manner doing it in front of customers is absolutely un- uncalled but what if he, we're also you know we're we're so close to we're finally getting traction after quite a little bout of effort and then he starts this in front. You know, we we need all the customers we can get. Well, what and we don't need I've, them. To I've got a question though. I, I, I'm still I'm still trying to dig into this a little bit a um, little bit further as far as this guy and his complaints. How long has he had these complaints? Do you have any ideas? I I honestly don't know. I, quite frankly, I'm sorry. Has he expressed those complaints to the management up to this point? I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not privy to that. Did the expo- did the complaints that he have um, affect per- perhaps the customers that uh, that he might have been complaining in in front of, um, you know, in in some fashion? Does it affect the customers? Like for instance, well, does yeah, the product well, poison people? Product, I'm sorry. But, does the product poison people? And wouldn't it be the moral thing for him to say, "Oh my God, these idiots are poisoning people"? Well, it's technology. I'm just. Oh a- yeah. Well, I'm, I'm no, it's, it's nothing questions. like that. It's. It, no, it's not. It's not a matter. Actually, it's the opposite. It's it's almost like the you know the, the we really need as much um, integrity as we can get. We don't need somebody um, saying that we don't have it. Or and, and uh, well, you need and you need integrity if you have integrity. I mean, like you you only only get you don't get integrity because you need it. You get integrity because you have it. Well, what does it take to get rid of this guy? Or how many people are we talking about here? One one person. one guy. What does it take uh, to get in, rid in of him? In a very small company. Right. I don't in, know. But the, the, well, right, right. This is a co-op, so presumably you should be able to vote him out. Why do you have to go to the CEO to ask his permission? Well, because he's, he's, he's a buddy of the CEO, and he's basically saying we're going to keep him, period. Well, how There's can he say that? Didn't you, about it. Wait a minute. Didn't you elect him to the CEO? Isn't a co-op basically where everyone uh-huh. has the same amount of control? Right. Well, we're having kind of the same problem as, as governments do. They just start they getting power, and they just start 
doing what they want to do. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Having it's that kind of like all politics are local. Every every little even if you have three people and it turns into a political nightmare. Is you this know? who's having that problem? The co-op, the co-op in general. Yeah. So it's uh, it sounds to me is this your first time ever in a co-op? Oh yeah, it's the first time I've ever involved in anything like this. Yeah. So basically, your concern is that you will go to the CEO and say, "Hey, this guy's out of control. He's saying awful things in front of customers. We think that he should." And we're, and we're paying him. Right, and we think that we should no longer pay this guy and get rid of him, or either that or you know, have some sort of consequence or not bring him around customers anymore. I'd really like to know what this guy's complaint is, because I believe that um, you know, if it's a valid complaint, that and, and he's not being heard on his valid complaint, that perhaps the best venue for bringing something about might very well be have been a public venue. Uh, but yeah, do you result of vulgarity? Well, I, I, I think that vulgarity is uh, relatively common, uh, commonly used. I don't think that it's... Uh, Among adults, right, certainly. I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I don't recommend vulgarity in most cases, but I understand somebody who might be well, right, extraordinarily if, frustrated. So, you're, so you're, sitting in front of, you're sitting in front of customers and prospects, and you're telling the customers that the product that they've gotten, that the company that sold them the product is run by a bunch of uh, stupid effing morons. I'm sorry. I don't see any way that that is a legitimate. Um, yeah, that'd be like me busting in. I agree with uh, with I I agree with you completely on this one, Neil. Uh, I think that uh, it, except for operating your business as a co-op, I think that was a mistake. I, I don't but think that um, Neil. Do you imagine, Mark, if no, you were doing I, a sales I, I don't pitch think to that... somebody and I come in there and start to uh, you know if you're back at Clear Channel where you are a salesman and I'm the the board operator and I just bust into the the boardroom where you're doing a sales pitch and start trashing on the general manager and, and cursing up a storm. If you don't think that, uh, that if, if you think that 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 I can't deliver to that person what it is that I'm proposing to deliver to them, I think that you have a moral right, to, a moral obligation to say something. No, I was talking about talking about someone else. Uh, anyway, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I can't believe you're defending someone trashing, trash talking. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything even in these remaining moments. There is enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Tis the season to be shopping, and you can get it all done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Very good chance that you'll find everything that's on your list right there. You'll get great prices and uh, free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. Plus, you can even order used if you want. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, how about this? Would you like money to just be sent into your PayPal account? Well, it's not quite that easy, but it will happen. If you were born in an English-speaking country, you can go to english.freetalklive.com and discover how to fatten your PayPal account by using a microphone, 
the Internet, and your English. You can be your own boss and make money online. Go to English.FreeTalkLive.com. That's English.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, so we continue here with your phone calls and go to Gene, the Christian realist on Gene in Tennessee. I think I prefer Christian anarchist. Gene, you're yeah, on Free Talk Live. It's, it's got better shock value. Yeah, it does. Um, like if it was going to be Christian realist, I wouldn't really want to give you the title. I'd just call you Gene yeah, in Tennessee. No. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you about Santa Claus. Okay, sure. Because uh, everybody... And, and I think people like to pick on Santa Claus, the story on Santa Claus, because they somehow relate that to Christianity. And, of course, Santa Claus is, has nothing to do with Christianity, and it's nothing, uh, you know, it's just the only thing that could even be related to it is it supposedly involves a guy named St. Nicholas. But other than that, it has nothing to do with Christianity. So, um, Well, there is the idea that Santa uh, is is watching you to see if what you do is wrong or right, and uh, that is kind of what the the uh, the omnipotent uh, monolithic daddy god of the Christian religion does. Well, I mean, they believe that about Zeus and, and Athena and all those people too. So you can't really claim that that has really anything to do with Christianity, other than a lot of Christians tend to believe in Santa. You know, tend we're to the mythical. Wait, wait, wait. We're the myth. I, I don't claim to know a whole lot about uh, theology, but were the mythological gods watching people to see whether they did wrong or right? It's my understanding, but I don't. I, yeah, I don't they, know. I mean, they sure. watched people. Yeah. Certainly. At any rate, it's it's not. But was there punishment? Was there punishment for those who did wrong versus right in the mythological oh, sure. tradition? Yeah, oh yeah, the gods. Well, not wrong terrible. versus right, but sort but, of uh, you know what they wanted versus what they. Yeah, didn't. I mean I the Greek gods kind of just did what was in their own self interest. At any rate, you know that's not something that's exclusive to Christianity. So you really okay. can't say that just because Santa Claus is supposed to be able to see what you're doing that that it's somehow related to Christianity. It's really not, and the whole thing is just basically a fun thing for kids. So if people don't want to teach their kids about Santa Claus, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But What about know, the then, lying aspect, Gene? Do you, do, did you well, lie to your kids? Then you've got to talk, every time you talk about uh, Goldilocks and the three bears, you're going to say, well, you know, that ain't really a pre- true story. You know, that's just, nobody sits down and reads their kids the story of Goldilocks and the three bears and then goes into a great big long discussion afterwards about how this is just a story and don't take it. So these are fun things you do with kids. That's all they are. There's nothing more to it. You know, I think you're making a good point there, but at the same time, when you're reading the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, it's pretty apparent that you're just telling a story. You're not representing it as reality. But when you're doing uh, the Santa Claus story, you're backing it up by making it – you're trying to make it appear real by bringing – presence in the middle of the night and essentially fulfilling the prophecy uh, that uh, that you've created. Well, it's no more than teaching kids other stories, and, and there are, uh, uh, you know, you teach no. them about... Uh, it, no, 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 no. The difference would be if you told the Goldilocks story, and then the next day you made porridge for your kids, and then you took them out of the room, and then had the porridge disappeared... Then it would be on the same level because then you would be trying to make that story real. Whereas with Santa Claus, you are trying to make that story real by going and doing the gifts thing and having the half-eaten cookies or the half-drank glass and of milk and that sort of thing. It's all just fun for the kids. The grown-ups do it's not lies. believe in it's Santa lies. It's lies, Gene. <laughs> lies can be funny, and they can be, but they're still lies. lies. Yeah, they are. Let's, but... let's acknowledge what you're doing. You're telling lies to your kids for the purposes. Well, you're creating of, a fantasy of using them for your own little uh, pleasures. 
No, when my son was little, we told him that he was a monkey when we found him, and he <laughs> believed that until he was like three years old. <laughs> so it's just something fun you do with kids. It doesn't mean that you're going to, uh, they're going to grow up with some kind of a uh, uh, psychological problem. You are lucky there is no commandment against lying, Gene. That's all I'm saying. There is a commandment. Well, no, I don't is believe there? that. Well, it, it gets bad. If, if that were the case, then you couldn't you couldn't do acting. You couldn't go up on stage and pretend you were Julius Caesar because that's a lie. No, it's not a lie because it's acknowledged in the uh, the playbook that you are so and so playing Julius Caesar. And in at Christmas time, it's acknowledged that we're playing Santa Claus. I'm I don't sorry, think kids the, believe that the they're playing with that. It's not- the grown-ups are not uh, fooled when you come in the room with a Santa Claus. The grown-ups aren't fooled, but the kids are. You're putting on a yeah, ruse. A, because you're putting on a play for An the elaborate kids. ruse. It's not a play. You're, you're doing it, it for the play. intention to deceive. The no, kids enjoy it's it. It's just a play. It's fun. Yes, it is a lot of fun. I will agree with you there. But that, 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 doesn't, uh, that and, doesn't defeat you, the fact that it is deception. And you are just looking for an excuse to be screwed. Yeah, that's really, I, 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 like, Ian can't help it. He's not looking for an excuse. He is a Scrooge. And, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of games that you play with kids uh, that, you know, like, I got your nose. You don't really have their nose. You have your thumb yeah. stuck between your fingers. Uh, you know, an you just, example. Right, it's one of many examples. And at that point, you don't make the effort to say, see, it's not really your nose. I was just kidding, son. Um, you, you just... Play the the routine. I don't think anyone's ever really believed that they had their nose. But maybe maybe a really young child does. I don't know. I was never young enough to really believe that. I always thought is that a lie or is that just a little trick? No. If you get a two year old and you take their nose, they really think you got their nose. The pull my finger game where you make it look like your finger came off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, A young child could believe that in theory. Sure. Sure. That's an illusion. These are just fun things. It's a lie. Fun with kids. I just, I, I don't, I, I am Santa Claus because I deliver gifts to uh, I like that the child. Way. That's fine. Then you're, you know, you're you know, so, the truth then. Uh, and, and then if I want to play part of this corpial Santa body that's out there, <laughs> I just don't. See, I, I like that. That's a good way to mold that into the truth because then you're never saying it's that. It's just a justification, dude. Yeah, but you've, you've molded what I've was made a, a justification that you like. Yes. So I that like makes that it okay. Well, well, that's what we're talking about here, isn't it? I, I I don't know. I'm surrounded by crazy people is all I know. You're making a mountain out of a molehill is what I think. Hey, I, I'm with Gene. Generally, I am, radio. too. Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate hearing from You're you. You're welcome. 800-259-9231. All right, so here are the numbers we promised you earlier from Reuters, where they've run the uh, the digits on the Obama administration touting their stimulus program has saved or created 640,329 jobs since it was enacted back in February through the end of October. The number is updated and posted on the administration's recovery.gov website. That amounts to $246,436 per job based on the $157.8 billion that has been awarded so far. Total compensation earned by the average payroll employee during October on an annualized basis was $59,867. If the government had simply used the funds awarded so far to pay for a year's worth of labor, that would have paid for two point six million jobs so they paid two hundred and forty six thousand dollars for 
a $60,000 job. Am I reading that right? That's a good value. Only the yeah. government could do that. Pay four times as much uh, for, for a job. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to consider the fact that the way they're creating jobs here is fairly inefficient. They right. could just directly give people money and then let them stand around. But or just the, not even write the checks. Just um, just allow people to, you know, we're cutting, we're, we're getting rid of income tax for the year 2009. Well, my God, you don't think that would have uh, spurred growth and all that other stuff? I mean, that would have been huge. But they're not doing that. What they're doing no, they're is essentially paving. Well, they're paving roads, building bridges. So a lot of the money that goes into creating these jobs actually goes into buying material and equipment to actually get some of these projects done so that people have something to work well, with. Well, if people had more money, they would have more money to work with and employ other people. And oh, that certainly. Would have, that would have certainly But worked. we're talking about the government creating jobs, not the way they'd be created in the future. Well, and also, don't forget about the bureaucracy that is overarching everything. Gotta have so the bureaucracy. In order to create one of these jobs, they have to pay a bunch of middle-class bureaucrats in the government to administrate the creation of these uh, government-make-work jobs. So how much does that cost? Before we go, um, what was the name of the caller right before Gene? Nick? I think Nick wants an apology for me. And Nick has it. I apologize. Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Have a super night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.